Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first fucking... I fucked up already. (laughs) Take two. What a great start to 2023. Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me we have the man, the myth, the beard, the tattered mullet man, fucking Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes. Hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Uh, we're a bit late to the party, but hey, you know what they say, better late than never. Um, we've had a great off-season. Don't ask us to do a beat test, but yeah, ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> Man, I'm still fucking, I'm still drunk from my cruise. But anyway, um, yeah, what a ripping start to this pre-season show. Dano's already fucked up and Pado has a new microphone. So hopefully your sound quality is better this year, Pado. Uh, BOG for picking up a new microphone there. Yeah, no, nah, Santa was good to me last year. So, um, yeah, a couple of years too late, but we got there in the end. So hopefully I'm sounding okay and don't have to use my laptop speaker microphone thing um, to record podcasts anymore. So hopefully I yeah. sound all right out there. Yep, sweet. Uh, we're, this is going to be our Defenders preseason uh, podcast. We're going to focus on the primos and mid-prices uh, here, Pato. So well, how, how do you want to start? Do you want to start with... The top five um, that everyone's already considering either two or maybe even three of if they've got fucking extra salary cap like um, old school Carlton did. <laughs> the paper bags. Yeah, under the table monies. Yeah, no, nah, the, the, the big dogs. I think, honestly, with the value available in defense, I think you can only afford one, maybe two, depending on the rest of your team structure. Um, at the moment, I've locked in Sam Doherty personally. I think he'll start off really well with Sam Walsh being out. I think he'll get some midfield minutes there. And obviously, once he goes back into defence, we know he's a 110 guy anyway. So that's fine. I just think the ceiling early days will be way too much for, for Doherty. Uh, and yeah, he's done it for many years now. So I think it'll be great. Um, yeah, Sicily, I think will be great as well. The ball's going to spend a fuckload amount of time down there because Hawthorne are looking average. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, Sinclair under a new coach, I think we just need to wait and see with that one personally. I think, um, yeah, it, it was such a spike year last year. I'll be shocked if he does one fourteen again this year. I think there will be a little bit of a blip there and who knows what sort of role he's going to look at under a new coach in Ross Lyon. Um, and Tom Stewart notoriously does start a little bit slow on top of the fact that they don't have too many games early days at the Alphabet Stadium. So I think he'll be an upgrade target probably after that buy uh, that they share with Gold Coast early on. I think he's prime for picking after that buy. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that Dawson's only in 17% as well because I probably, if I was picking two 600K plus guys in my defense, Dawson would be number two for me. I think he's going to have a really big year and he's been named as a co-captain this year, Dono, which is very interesting, mm. but just shows how much they rate Dawson down there and he'll do whatever the fuck he wants again this year. So there are uh, 600K guys, well, 600K plus guys in defense. Um, just touching on what Pato just talked about with um, ownership percentage breakdown. So, so far, our number one defender is Jack Sinclair. 
at 626,000. Um, he's only owned by 8%, um, mainly because of what Pato talked about. People aren't sure under Ross the Boss how they're going to go. Um, usually he's very mid-stop-start focused, so uh, we'll get onto that with the midfielders and the rucks um, in another podcast. But yeah, we're not too sure on Sinclair's role or how how he will go this year. Um, James Sicily, 624K, um, just slightly under Sinclair, 22% ownership. Um, Tom Stewart, 604K. I am blind as a fucking bat right now. <laughs> um, in 30, 36% of teams. There we go. Sam Doherty at 603K. So only just a fraction under Tom Stewart. Like bugger, bugger all. Like a fucking pay packet on a weekend. I don't know. Uh, 17% of teams. Um, and Jordan Dawson at 603K Three. as well. Jesus, $500 difference between Doherty and Dawson, the D&D bros. Um, also 17%. So now, Dana, just before we go on, you know you can zoom in if you're looking at a at a desktop. So hey, I think for, for my sake and our listeners, just zoom in a bit, mate, so you can see those little numbers. Hey Pato, shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It didn't take long, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Pato could shut the fuck up. Anyway, no, nah, they the people are, just want to hear your majestic voice. Um, so anyway, there they're our top five from last year. Now I'm of the impression, Pato, that yeah, you have to start at least one of them, correct? I but you're you're at least one of them. I'm at least two of them. Are we or are you two as well? Yeah, I think you're mad to start more than one. Honestly, with the rest of the way that the defense is going to look this year, which we'll obviously go over in this podcast, but. I'm starting one and that's Doherty and I'm starting to a bit more budget guys that I'm pretty confident are going to have a real breakout year this year and just go to another level. So that's the structure that I'm looking at currently, Dano, um, and freeing up that 100K or so to use elsewhere to spend a little bit more on my rookies in other lines. Yeah, I'm going with the two of the blokes um, and then one budget uh, mid-pricer, and then all the rest rookies myself. Um, I'm trying to find a way. You you probably don't like it, but I'm actually trying to find a way to get three primos and one mid-pricer, but I just can't because, as you said, it affects other lines and it's just too hard. Um, I think as a little bit of advice to you, Dano, yes. I personally think we're going to pick up two pretty big dogs in defense, probably by round six. So I think you're going to want the spots in your defense. Yeah. Um, who? So who are the two? Well, sorry, the one. Who's the one that you were saying you were going with the Doc? Yeah, Dockety locked in. Yeah, I've been switching between three blokes of the two primos that I've got in my defense, and it's Sicily and Stewart currently in there. But Dockety has come in and out for Stewart. I've been burned by Stewart in the past by not starting him, and I really feel like that if I don't start him, I will regret it again. Um, people do have concerns over Stewart only playing what two G M H B A B C D E F G Q I plus stadiums. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Um, only like two times in the first 10 games. And then oh, there's a majority of them MCG and they're like, Oh, he doesn't score as high at the MCG. Doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. I think Stewart is just, you set and forget him. He's going to be in the top six at the end of the year. Pato. That's my view. Who is this? Stuart. Tom Stewart. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, Pat. For for new listeners, 
if you're a new listener, Pato is a mad Richmond fan and I am a mad Giants fan. And as you guys all know, he fucking hates Geelong. Actually, we both kind of hate Geelong. I don't like Geelong. Geelong can fuck themselves. Um, but yeah, especially Tom Stewart. Pato's, yeah. Just thought I'd elaborate there. But moving on from that hatred, Pato, you're going to have him at some stage in the year, correct? Oh, yeah. No, as I mentioned before, he has a big target on his back. After his buy, I think that's a perfect time to bring him in, um, barring obviously injury and form and whatnot. But I think it'd be right for the picking after that buy and just hold him for the rest of the year. Yep, fair enough. Oh, so they're the two I'm going to start with there. Um, so we'll go on to some other defender guys that are premium priced. We'll say above 500k is premium priced. Um, some that might be in lower percentage percentage ownership. Some that are looking at breakout contenders. So. Who's your first one, Pato? Who's your first 500K plus guy that you want to talk about? Hayden Young. Now, he's not a huge POD. He's in 10% of teams currently. Yep. But I I feel pretty confident that he's going to have a pretty big breakout year. Uh, He's on kick-ins. If you are hearing all the noise out of Fremantle for for preseason, don't take too much into what he did on the weekend. Um, he, he barely got out of second or third year. I think he's priming himself to be, to have a really big year. And he showed it at times last year. And I, I, I just think he's going to raise that average up to 105. And I'm pretty confident of that. Yeah, fair enough. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I was, I've been big on Hayden Young in any keeper league that I have. Um, he's, he's an elite kick. He just reads everything really well and natural progression. I think you're right, Pat. I don't know whether he's going to break that 100 average mark, um, but I reckon that he will improve on his, what was it, about low 90s? I think he averaged, correct? He averaged 92 last year. Yeah, so I reckon he can improve that to a 95 plus. But yeah, let's unless he goes out and goes absolutely bananas, yeah, he, he's too risky for my liking. But it's going to be so fucking dumb because there's another bloke that I'm going to mention next. They'll be like, hang on, Dano. You just said that he's too risky. And yet you're about to pick a second-year player that's owned by 49% of the competition, which is Nick Dacos, oh, the 502K. You you're doing it. I'm not picking him, but I want to bring him up because, A... He is the second highest picked defender in the game right now. One of the other ones we will talk about soon. Average 91.3 last year. Gone into the guts. He got his pracky game on the weekend. He's about he's named in center. His other pracky game he played, he was in the center. He did a nice little shimmy goal from outside 50. He's primed for that midfield role, rotating back in defense uh, for a rest. How the fuck can you do that for a rest? But anyway, I just, I feel like at the moment I don't have him, but 49% of the competition do, Pato. And I feel like if he fires, we're going to get left behind if we don't pick him. But at the moment, my POD is not picking him, but I really want to find a place for him in my team. Yeah, he's spent a lot of time in my team. Um, I did buy into the hype a little bit, but I think I've come back to earth a little bit. I'm not sure the amount of midfield minutes is going to be there for a second year player with the aspirations that Collingwood has this year. 
I think there's too many guys to go through there to think that he's going to play 60, 70 plus percent in that midfield. Um, we've obviously seen that he can score just as well in defense. Um, kind of banking on the second year blues here a little bit where he might have a little blip season, but then just explode next year. And I, and I think that's where I'm erring towards, but at 500 K can quickly get away from you. If you do a go against the, the 50% crowd and he starts with a couple of one twenties, you're going to have to re-scramble and find a way to bring him in before that first price rise. So yeah, I think at the moment I'm banking against it, but um, I will have contingencies to, to bring him in, obviously, if he yep. explodes. Yep, and so do I at the moment. And I have a feeling that the contingency might have to come into play. Um, who's your next one, Pado, of those 500K plus blokes? All right, this might be a little bit surprising to you um, and maybe listeners as well. But I am backing us to all see 2020 Jordan Ridley again. So you're not the only one that I've seen suggest this. And I, I don't mind it, but he does have someone else in the 500K range that could swipe points off of him in Mason Redmond. So why do you think Ridley could be that guy that could, let's say, break into the, we'll say the top eight defenders? I think purely kickouts is going to be what separates Ridley and Redmond. Yep. Okay. What do you reckon Ridley could average? Well, um, in 2020, he averaged 102. I can see him hitting that, and I could even see him raising a little bit. Yeah, okay. I mean, the We've ball will spend in... a lot of time in defense for Essendon, I feel. I would have thought so too. Um, yep. Yeah, we've seen the monster scores at times when he's been freed. And I think last year and the year before, who's made to play a bit more of a lockdown role than what is probably producive of his best footy. But I think just he's going to play loose. I think he's going to intercept a lot, which is clearly his strength, I think. And with the addition of kick-ins, I just think he's going to push up towards you know 25 kicks a game and, and get loose ball. And I just think I can see him having a Tom Stewart year. That's, that's how much I rate this pick. And He's uh, approaching that 70-game milestone, Dano, and that's generally when guys do boom. So I'm pretty confident of it too. Yeah, and under a new coach as well, uh, who yep. doesn't mind a seagull. Yep, absolutely. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's all stacking up towards Ridley for me, so I'm pretty confident of it. Yeah, I'm trying to weigh up between who's going to actually average more between Redmond and Ridley. Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure, but we will see. But they're both in 2% of teams. So no matter what, POD Central right there, Pato. Yeah, yeah, and it's essentially Ridley against Acos. Um, they're in the same price bracket for me. So if it pays off and he gets 50 more in the first two weeks, it's already paid off. And then from there, you know, see what happens. So I've, I'm banking on the experience. I'm banking on a guy that I've seen it from before pretty regularly um, when he does play that role, kicking out and playing loose. Yeah, okay. Come on now. There's a bloke that I want to bring up that is above 500,000 and he is a Giants player. I knew this was coming. Nice pun there because it is Isaac coming. Um, now, the reason why I want to bring him up is a lot of people are talking about Whitfield going back to halfback flank, rah, rah, rah. Um, they reckon it's going to impact on Isaac Cummings' scoring ability. This, this guy has 
being given the keys to do the kick-ins and whatnot for the Giants. And it is well known, and I don't think it's going to change. Um, and he plays on a lot. And in his pracky match sim the other day, um, not the one where old mate Tom Green got apparently 50 disposals, but he's just absolutely beasting it up in that defense. And he's kept, he's he's had that season where he was that new Heath Shaw guy. And he's had that experience now. And he got, a, what, a 94.7 average by doing it. And he's naturally progressed every year. And I think this year he will naturally naturally progress again. And I just I just feel that Isaac Cumming will be slept on. He could be one of those um, random bolters that no one ever considers. Like, he's in 1% of teams, so someone's considering him. He's not in my team at the moment. But I feel like he's going to be one of those random bolters where they're like, holy shit, where'd this guy come from? Yeah, I can see it happening. Uh, the one thing that I think backs up your statement there is they're going to play very similar to, to peak Richmond uh, from yes. a few years ago. And we saw years where both Basha Hooley and Jaden Short absolutely slutted it up in defence. And I can see both coming and Whitfield having pretty positive and aggressive roles off halfback because that is how Richmond won those three premierships. It's just that drive off halfback. And I think, yeah, coming and Whitfield are both going to be pioneers of that. And Health health uh, permitting, I think they're both going to have pretty good years. And I can see them both averaging 100 plus, to be honest. Oh, big call. Like it, Pato. Like it, Pato. Who's your next guy that you want to discuss in that range? Um, um, actually, to be honest, we, we're going to pick one Smokey each. I'm kind of leaning towards coming being my Smokey. Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards this next guy I'm going to talk about being my Smokey as well. Yep, okay. Go for it. Um, and that is a guy that is being slept on. He's in 2% of teams. And I feel like he was robbed hard last year. And he plays for a team that I watch every week. So there's a little bit of a bias there. But Dan Rioli, with the amount that he got the footy last year and how well he uses it, and he even kicked goals, I'm shocked that he only averaged 92. There were so many games where he dominated. He got Brownlow votes. And he scored you no know, 90s, and I just it didn't make sense to me. So it would not shock me if had a little bit of a spike here. Um, and I and I get the feeling that Jaden Short is also going to move back into defense as well. And they just can't lock down on both of them. So I feel like Rioli is going to get a bit off the shackles in that Richmond defense and could push up towards 100. Now, what game last year did he start playing in defense? Because he he started the year off all right. Um, then kind of fizzled a little bit and then all of a sudden it came good was, again. It was from round one. It was from round one. Okay. Because, yeah, he's got, his scoring was a little bit all over the place, but he's got a fair few tons there. Um, you have to you have to remember Jaden Short spent the first four to six weeks in defense. Which is interesting because in those first four to six weeks is where he scored most, consist, yeah, most consistently, 71, 111, 107, 101, 64, 72. And then I'm pretty sure it was that round five game that um, Jaden Short moved into defense against the Crows. Yeah, okay. And then his tail end of the season was his last, what, let's say, five games were 64, 93, 108, 109, 108. So don't mind it. His, his highest score was 129. Uh, but I just feel like, yeah, it's he's, he's in coming territory. Yeah, he's absolutely. incoming territory. I, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. The only thing to consider, 
and obviously this is more for a discussion of another podcast, but Richmond have had some additions that we will get to, Dano, as much as you're going to hate to talk about it. <laughs> and I've, there's only so many points that, that can be shared around in a Supercoach game. And I think two of our new imports are going to take a lot of those points. Um, but when you're winning games, you do tend to get score a lot of points as a team. So I feel like there are points there available. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree as much as it pains me. Funnily enough, both those guys are in my team. Uh, <laughs> as they should be. Yes, yes. Uh, do we have any 400k range? So 400 to 500k range, guys, that you want to discuss, Pato? Uh, look, this would all be like darts to a dartball sort of picks if I were to go there. It wouldn't shock me if McGrath had a big spike here, Andrew McGrath. Yep. Um, just playing half back again. Um, his DPP from round one as well, which is kind of helpful if you if you want to move some guys around for structure purposes. Um, I can just see him going back to that sort of loose role again. But again, it's another Essendon player. So take of that what you will. Um, um, I'm going to say Snog, Marry, Avoid, Himmelberg. Um, he's ooh. up forward. He's up forward. Yeah, he's dank up forward. It. Yeah, no. Yeah, I can't, people, no. people are like, oh my god, he's going to play defense again. He fight, he's he's up forward. Kingsley's already said he's a forward, um, and he's even said that Cadman's competing for a forward spot against Riccardi, Himmelberg, and Hogan. So he's named him as a forward, even in a recent interview. So no, nah, he's he's up forward. Yeah, just yeah. a boy. Um, there's a lot of doo doo in that 400k range. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at it what? now. It's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> One guy that is a little bit intriguing um, under his former coach is Mr. Bradley Hill. He will play wing, which is where he played his best footy under Ross Lyon at Frio. Yeah, let's but, yeah, no. No. but his highest averaging super coach year was 84 in that role. Yeah, okay. So I'm just not sure the ceiling is there and St. Kilda are going to be shit house. Sorry, St. Kilda fans. Yeah. Christian Salem. Let's go down. Let's go down a bit more. Christian Salem's three hundred and ninety k. Um, people have been going, "Oh my god, he's cheap as." Um, but he's got that. What was it? Was it adrenal glands or no? What the fuck was it? Was it thyroid? Thyroid. Close enough. He has those thyroid issues, and last time I think he had those thyroid issues, he was out for about four months. So yeah, and a guy with such soft tissue injury history. Yeah, I, hate it. I just I absolutely I can't hate do it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I made a pact a couple of years ago to just not pick guys that have spent their preseasons injured. Um, Darcy Cameron was in my first team that when uh, team picker opened, he's not anymore because I had hamstring injury. And and Salem's very much the same. Even at the price, I think there's a lot better option at about fifty k less. Dano and I, I know everyone knows who I'm talking about there. Okay, we'll move on to him then. It's Elliot Yo, um, who we referred to earlier because Dacos is number two selected defender at the moment in Supercoach. Elliot Yo's number one with 50% of the competition. Picking Elliot Yo, he's in those match sims. He's playing in the middle again, rotating a little bit through defense. But if he can if he can get back to Elliot Yo, where he was going like he started hitting his straps, what was it like 2017 or something? where he started getting there, he started building, and then all of a sudden he he had that really good like 100-plus year, and we all thought, fuck yeah, this guy is going to be the one of the next best mids and then just got injured. If he can get Do back... Do you have his super coach oh, profile open by any chance? 
No, I don't, but I'm going to open it now. No, don't, 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 don't. How old do you think Elliot Yo is? I feel like he's still. I feel like he's been around for ages. I actually think he's. Um, I think he was born in '93. I think he's 29 or 30 or something. Yeah, he's 29. Yeah, he's yeah, a look, lot younger than than you'd think. Yeah. It'd be turning. What? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. October '93. Oh, there you go. So he's turning thirty this year. Yeah. So, oh Jesus Christ! I'm gonna have a lot of. I'm gonna. My team's gonna look like fucking Geelong at this rate. The amount of fucking twenty nine plus year olds in my team. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, what's going on? Um, but yeah, Elliot Yo, he's just too cheap to ignore. Like, there's too much upside. And if yeah. if he does go down, it's just going to open up one of the younger guys in, I think, Ginby or Chesser to just step in. Yeah, which is I good. think with so. with the fifty percent ownership and the price point, like if you don't select Elliot Yo and he starts off with two hundreds, mind you, he plays North Melbourne in round one, you're fucked because you've got to, unless you're starting a different mid ranger, you've essentially got to downgrade a premium to make sure you get Elliot Yo's 150 to 200K. That's if you mm. see him as a stepping stone. Best case scenario, Elliot Yo has 105 plus history. And I can't see him playing 22 games, but if for whatever reason he does, just like that year that Jack Zebel went bananas <laughs> playing defense. He's the Zebel of this year. He could well be. He's the Zebel of this year. And I've I'm not that making that mistake again, Dano, because I was black and blue in not touching Jack Zebel, and it cost me top 500 because I finished about 1K that year. I think there's only... Oh, hang on. He's 330-something K. I think Zebel... Yeah, I think there's about 60K difference in him too because I think Zebel is like yep. 270K or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I just, yep. I just feel like this is the Zebel or... If you, I can't really compare him to Hewitt, but he's around the Hewitt's price point from when Hewitt went to Carlton. That lowish three hundred. Hewitt was a bit more, but he didn't have a history of injury. I swear he started at like the uh, light three hundred k range. I swear to God. Worst case scenario, Elliot Yo gets injured in round two. You've got eighty six trades this year, so just trade him to a rookie that you didn't pick up. And it's fine. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I yeah. Lock lock and load, Elliot. Yeah. I think I think you're foolish not to. So I've got one more for you now, Dano. Uh, yep, yep. It's a bloke. It's a bit more than than what's his name? Fucking Elliot Yo. Um, <laughs> at three hundred sixty-two thousand, he's in five percent of teams. So there's a little bit of traction behind him. Yeah. And this is a bloke who was a very high draft pick. And spent 50% of his time last weekend in the midfield for a very shit team. Okay. And that is Mr. William Day. Right. Oh, good old Will Day. And I know he was a very high regarded rookie midfielder. Never really had the opportunity to play midfield. And he has found the footy a lot for Hawthorne previously, but as a third, number 13 pick, um, and at 21 years old, I feel like it's almost now or never. And I can't imagine that they're going to persist with James Walpole in midfield this year. I just, that guy cannot find a target for the life of him. So I, I feel like Will Day will play one of those midfield spots next to 
next do your um fucking what's the I can't think of their name. Who cares really? But I just feel like he's going to be one of their main midfield guys. And it's a shit house price because if it goes wrong, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. But it just wouldn't shock me if Will Day pushes a 90-95 this year and makes a lot of cash. I'm gonna have you seen the uh Pracky game team sheet for Hawthorne this weekend? Yeah, he's named in the guts. No, he's not. So there's no well, so Warple's named half forward. Finn McGuinness is named in center. Con, uh, Connor McDonald is named Ruck. Uh, sorry, he's named Rover. Jai Newcomb, Ruck Rover. Will Day's named at back pocket. I'm not buying that. Not buying it. Got Lockie Bramble on the wing and Josh Ward on the wing. Yeah, look at all the defenders I've got on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jeff, Jump. McKenzie, MP, Granger, Barris, Nash. Yeah. They got Carl Amon, halfback flank. Yeah, he'll play wing most likely. Yeah, so I just can, I feel Dylan like Moore can rotate, Warple can rotate. Just yeah, I have a feeling Sam Mitchell's just going to keep rotating people through, and it's not going to be a high amount of um, CBAs. The only one that will get it will probably be Jai Newcomb because he's the only decent one there to be honest it's going to be his midfield but we're talking about defenders and day is named back pocket so i like it but i think it's a watch and see uh oh yeah with I'm, this not advocating, game. I'm not advocating to start him um he'd be a great draft pickup honestly um a late pickup so sort of sit mm. on your bench and if he does well you pop him on field but i yeah i wouldn't be starting him in classic but it just wouldn't shock me if he pushes 90 average mm. this year so, as I saw, like, mm, don't don't like it because you know, <laughs> defense. I got a message come through, um, asking us to talk about Ben Long, and I thought that this dude would be really fucking like disgustingly cheap because he's just a shit hack, generally, but he's actually priced at three hundred fifty three thousand, so he's more than Elliot Yo. But the main reason why this person has inboxed me is because they said in round 23, which we all know last year when they played the Swans, um, he absolutely popped off for that mega fucking score of 140 plus with like over 25, 27 disposals or whatever it was. And he got like almost 20 marks just seagulling the fuck out of it in defense. Now, is it a new team? And... Would like, will he do that again? I, I don't know. I don't really know what um, they're going to be doing over there at the Suns. But yeah, new team, new coach. They just wanted to us to discuss that. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, Pato? One thing's for sure: he was recruited as a halfback, as a depth guy. Yeah. Um, because of your Will Powers, because of um. They've also got that ex Frio guy. Fuck, I've gone Weller. Name. Uh, yeah, Weller. Weller, who is going into the season, probably going to miss the first couple of weeks. Um, I think he plays defense. I can't see him doing well, though. Uh, would it shock me to see him do well? Not really. I'm kind of hoping a different guy is going to pop off in that Gold Coast back line, who I'm sure we'll talk about. Ooh, who's that, Pato? Um, well, he played at Geelong last year. Oh, to be honest, I don't really care too much about Geelong. The, the constable. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about him in the rookie, our rookie freaking podcast because he's priced ridiculously fucking cheap. So, yes. And he is taking kick in. So, yes, I agree. I agree. But we are talking about primos and mid prices and smoky. So, we've basically touched on our one smoky each that we wanted to discuss. My smoky is it, it's Isaac Cumming, the cum dog, Milo. Um, Bit of a Giants bias there, but yeah, I just I just feel like that he could be that random Sinclair type. There's got it. There's one every year, Pato, and who's to say it can't be him? Uh, me, because it's going to be Hayden Young. <laughs> that's that's Jordan actually Hayden. yeah, that's that's valid. There is one guy that we forgot to discuss though. Did we forget, or is he not relevant? No, he is relevant. He's in 2% right. of teams, but he's a 500k plus player. Hit me. From the Western Bulldogs. Mm, yeah. Bailey Dale. There's no reason why he can't improve, Pato. There's plenty of reason. It's, it's all his teammates that keep taking his points. But now they've left. No, Dunkley left. And Hunter? Hunter wasn't taking anyone's points. Who guess? Bailey, Bailey Smith has had an interrupted preseason. So there's... Yes, spending too many too much time in the cubicles. Apparently, yes, apparently. But yeah, I just, I just feel like there's no reason why Bailey Dale can't take that next step and be an absolute slut in defence. I, I see the logic. I can't see it happening, though. He's projected round three average. Uh, sorry, he's projected three round average, I should say. He's 104.3 to start the season. Yeah, kind of fucked up. Song, really. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. All right, Pato. Top six predictions for defense. Who you got? Waiting. Let's let's waiting. go with our number six. I've been number waiting. six. Oh, okay. Hang on. You go first because I haven't ordered them. I've just got six. Well, I'm I'm so fucking vanilla this year. But my number actually no. We'll start off with number one because number six. I'm I'm gonna I'm fifty fifty. I'm fifty fifty. Right. So who's your number one? Sam Doherty. Interesting. My number one's James Sicily. I just think he's going to keep on going. Is this averages or total points? Averages. But it doesn't matter because Sicily played 22 games last year like Doherty. So. Correct. But you know he's going to flog someone at some stage. No, nah, he's captain now, man. He's got, to, he's got to do the right thing. Like Toby Green. Toby son. Yeah, that works for Toby. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, James Sicily is my number one. Pato has Sam Doherty at number one. Number two, I have. I'm just going to Staples. Tom Stewart. Um, this this might be cheating a little bit, but I'm going Callum Mills. You can't do fucking DPP bullshit. That's switching. We're talking about from this list right here, Pato. None of that shit. Come on now. All right, all right, Sicily. There we go. <laughs> fucking this guy, motherfucker. You did this last year too, Pato. I did, and was I wrong? I can't remember. I can't remember. We'd have to listen back to it. Who the fuck wants to listen back to that shit? Uh, <laughs> so, number three for me, third highest, Sam Doherty for me. I'm literally going Sicily, Stewart, Doherty, my top three. Yeah, I've gone Stewart three. Yeah, that's it. So, we've got the same top three, just different order. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Number four. Jordan Dawson, I'm still doing it. I still, people think he's going to drop off, Pato. 
I don't reckon he will. I reckon he'll keep going. I reckon he'll maintain what I, he did. I have the same. I, I can actually see upside in Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Now. I think you'll have a Sinclair year from last year. So you're going with Dawson at number four? Dawson four. Okay. I have Jack Sinclair not in the top five. That is scandalous. I think he's going to drop. I reckon Ross, the boss, is going to change everything and he's going to be so midfield centric like he was way back when. And the midfielders will benefit mainly the two in Crouch and Steel. And I reckon Sinclair, Sinclair's Seagully type role will not. Yeah. I just, I have a feeling he's going to be too defensive for it. Um, so I'm, I've got Jack Sinclair dropping right off, right off. So who's your fifth then? I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You've got a weird obsession with Cum, mate. It's not him. It's Dacos. I reckon Dacos will be number five. Day? Wow. I reckon Nick Dacos will surprise you and me. And I have a feeling I'm going to regret not starting him. Who's yours, Pato? My predicted number fifth is Mr. Ridley. Yep, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I think I reckon Cum Dog could come. <laughs> could come. He will. He's always coming. <laughs> Cum Dog Milo, I reckon, could scrape in at number six potentially. Um, but yeah, it's a top five, not a top six, isn't it, Pato? Oh no, yes, it's a top you six. You know what? Yeah, no, that was six. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah. Hang on. No, yeah. So Sicily. Stewart, Doherty, Dawson, Dacos. Fuck it. Let's put Cumdog at number six. Sinclair, you're fucked right out of the top six. You're gone. So for what it's worth, Sinclair rounds out my predicted top six. There you go. I just I just feel like that he's gonna be a massive I feel like the Sinclair that's just popped off is gonna have a massive decline like uh fucking Jake Lloyd. Just the one he'll go to ninety four or some shit like that. I can't see that happening. Can't see it happening? I can't see it happening. But it was a very random spike in Jack Sinclair's year-to-year average. He went, in 2017, he went 84, 78, 77, 79, 86, 114. I think yeah. I think he settles at about 105, 104-ish. Like early one hundreds, I I don't think he's the clear number one defense defender, and I, I think his price will come down, and he'll get a lot more attention this year as well because teams aren't going to let him do whatever fuck he wanted like he did last year, and he's yeah. also going to be held more accountable under Ross Lyon. Yeah, I'm, my last two spots, I'm going controversial in the Dacos, and I'll go come dog. Uh, to be honest, Bailey Dale could do it too. I I did think about putting Hayden Young there, but I thought no, nah, I better go with Sinclair. Yeah, you're all, you're the fucking vanilla man. I'm the fucking risky risk it for the biscuit man. So we like we like a bit of contra- controversy on this fucking podcast, and I'm gonna fucking do it. Let's go. If Cum Dog comes from nowhere and fucking ends up getting in that top six, I look like a genius, but I'm expecting him not to. Now. <laughs> but day 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 cost could be anything, man. I just yeah. I think it's next year. I think next year's the year he pops. Yeah, that's fair enough too. That's fair enough too. Oh, defensive structure wise, Pato, we were talking about it at the start of the podcast. What do you think the defensive structure that you pick will set up the rest of your team? Hundred percent. 
there are a plethora of rookies and really cheap options here. So what what are you going? Let's go primos mid. Well, actually, let's say six hundred k guys, then primos mid prices rookies. What's your structure? So primos, how many are you going? I'm going uh, three if you include the four hundred k guys. So I'm going Doherty six hundred plus. Yep. And two five hundred k guys. Whoa. So you're not going yet. Whoa. So Yo's no, your D4. Yo at D4. This is different from what we discussed before recording this podcast, everyone, because Pato was saying, nah, there's too much value in defense. So you got to have Yo at D3. Where no, did this come from? that was you from? talking about starting three guys over 600K. No, I was talking about two guys over 600K, one 500K and one 300K, but whatever. But okay, so who who are your who are your two five hundred k defenders? Did you just randomly sneak Dacos into your team? No, Young and Ridley are my two. Okay, okay. as we speak, as we speak, I'm going because listeners, as you guys know, I'm very into researching rookies, and I like looking up all the data, and I think there's a lot of value um, in defense this year. Um, so I'm at the moment I'm going two six hundred k plus guys and then yo at d three. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of money to be made um, by those cheaper guys, and I want to I, I want to see. I reckon there'll be a dip from some of the top end defenders at some point, and I can upgrade to them. I just don't know which ones. I think Sicily's the only one that I don't think will dip. I think he will be there. It's just whether it's Stewart, Dawson, Doherty. I'm I'm backing on it at the moment, not being Stewart, but that could change tomorrow to Doherty. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that structure a lot at the moment. The free it, it allows so it allows me to go a lot. It allows me to go big in, in ruck and up forward with three primo forwards by that I want to go. So yeah. Got anything else you want to add, Pato? No. No. No, I'm I'm starting a guy around the 200k mark. We'll talk about that when we talk about the mid prices. Uh the rookies. Is... So when we talk about rookies, we talk about oh, let's say 200 and ca- two two ten and below. Does this guy below two ten? Yep. Is it Caulfield? No. But I, I do see the reason behind that pick, but it's not good. Is, is it a North Melbourne player? No. Got enough <laughs> of those fuckers in my <laughs> I want to know who's this. So he's below 210. Below 210? Okay. We'll, we'll wait for that for the rookie podcast then. Yes, we will. And there'll be a fuck ton of content for that one that we will just go on all day about. But yeah, um, so you can follow us on Facebook. We are the Supercoach Co-Captains. Um, fucking chuck us a like on there. Get around uh, the freaking posts that we do. Um, we don't have a website or anything like that, people. Um, we've been uh, we've been asked, are you going to do a fucking keeper league? No, we're not going to do a keeper league because we're not a fucking drafting podcast where Supercoach Classic. Leave that we to will. like the draft doctors or something like that. We could start up our own draft league, but we won't post about it. 
We will start a group though, for sure. And keep keep yeah. your eye out on our socials for that. We'll set that up and send the, the link out so you can join in and, and see how shit our teams are going. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, so on Twitter, I am at D-A-N-E-O-S triple C. Pato, what's your handle? I am at P-A-T-T-O-S triple C. Did you just start fucking 80 on microphone then? No. <laughs> Fucking got really fucking close and I thought you were deep throating the fuck out of that. I'm like, whoa, here we go. Um, so moist, moist. Um, so nothing further to add, Pato. Uh, from us at the Super Coach Co Captains, I'm Dano and I'm Pato, and this is our signing. Fuck off, moist maker. Fuck you, Geelong.